Today we have Yasmin back at our kitchen table uh, talking about first generation guilt. Um, hey Yasmin, what's up? How are you? I'm chilling. I'm <laughs> um, I'm really good. Uh, last time you had me here, I was like trying to keep a positive attitude. You don't uh, have to I though. Was, yeah, you know you I don't like, have to. Everything's fine if you just like remember to be grateful for everything that you have. Um, you but I was like a, like a white girl I, on Instagram. I, if you just if like, you just like if you just fine. like be mindful and drink <laughs> lots of water, then you will be fine. No, um, I was like trying really hard because I was trying to make myself believe that I was fine, but I was also like, oh, I'm about to explode be homeless but now i have a job and now like things are good in my individual life Mm -hmm. mostly um they're lining up yeah things are even my therapist said that and i was like tamisha yes yes. (laughs) things are lining up and it's great this is the part where we talk about first generation guilt how would you describe first-generation guilt? Or, like, what does that mean to you, I guess? When I think about it, there are two things. One is I have, like, inherent inherited guilt. Mm-hmm. Um, like, from my parents' experiences that I have not lived, but this, this guilt is, like... How should I say this? Well, it's, like, generational trauma, almost. Right, yeah. Um... Mm-hmm. I guess maybe what I'm describing then is generational trauma, because, like, I I don't even really know how to describe how it happened. I haven't really taken the time a to, look yeah. at why I feel the way I feel about certain things, but mm-hmm. I've been around a lot of, like, discussions and, like, emotions, and it's almost, like, inherent in how I feel about things, and mm-hmm. and I feel that because of what my parents experience and like everything that has happened to me or even like things that I wouldn't think are a big deal are a big deal to my parents because they're like we came to this country for you we came to um like get you a better life and get you a good education and like they almost use it for like any (laughs) yeah anything and like I'm laughing but it really is like I feel those things as if I lived them, so I guess it could be generational trauma, but I also feel like everything I do must be to honor my parents and to respect my parents, and not just my parents, but my entire family. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I guess that's how I would describe generational guilt. How, uh, I guess, does it affect you situationally? Like, what are some instances where you're like, ha, this is generational guilt. Because of my generational guilt. (laughs) Yeah. Um, The most recent one is I want to move in with my boyfriend and we are not want to. I'm going to move in with my boyfriend very soon. Yeah. And that's just not done. It's just not. And you know that. We've talked about this. It's just not done at all. No one in my family has ever moved in with their partner before marriage um because it's not uh, appropriate <laughs> as my dad would put it um you know in Saudi Arabia women only just got 
the, the like the right to, to drive. drive. Right. So there's no way that they're moving in with their partners, um, <laughs> unless their partners are women, <laughs> um, and they don't know because yeah. gay people are not allowed. <laughs> That's right. In Saudi Arabia, um, and in Romania, I actually don't. It's interesting. I never thought about like in general. But in my family, it's certainly not done because they are very Christian. So that is not Same. a thing. And my mom married my dad, who was her first boyfriend, because dating is a no-no. Also, now that I'm thinking about it, my mom was kind of like a rebel because she married this Middle Eastern man while her parents were in Romania because she immigrated here. So like mm-hmm. they met in Houston. Like, when I talked to her, I would get really frustrated because she was not, like, she wouldn't have these conversations with me, and I thought it was because it was supposed to be shameful, and, like, in a way, it kind of is. Yeah. Um, But I was like, you know, I really like this guy, um, blah, 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 and she just wouldn't have these conversations with me. And for Mm -hmm. the longest time, I thought it was because she was like, well don't talk about boys, like, no dating until you're married, you know, type of thing. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's because she really just doesn't know how to talk about it. She doesn't know how to, like, she just kind of was like, okay. And then when I told her I was dating my current boyfriend, she wouldn't talk to me about it. And I, again, was, like, upset because I wanted to have this conversation with her. And yeah, I am very, she, like, she wouldn't open. Yeah, yeah, and I am confrontational. And I'm like, Mom, why aren't you talking to me? And she's a Scorpio, so she's like, I don't have anything to say. But she, like, just didn't know how to communicate with me. Yeah. And now, like, she only started to communicate with me about Chris when she met him. Yeah. And now she, like, I guess maybe... She's, like, acknowledged like, that he's yeah. There. She acknowledges him, but also, like, now knows more things about him because they talked and they, like, Mm -hmm. she knows what he's like and knows that he's not, like, some weirdo I met and, like, you know, I'm throwing my life away for him or whatever. Right. Which is nowhere near the case. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, she just, I don't think she's not telling me anything, but she is a Scorpio, as I mentioned, so she's very secretive. So, you never really know with her. (laughs) Um, Yeah, what were we talking about? Uh, first generation guilt. Yes. Yeah, so that. Yeah. I mean, like, props to you. Like, I I could never move in with my boyfriend. Like, mm-hmm. it's not even like a oh well. Like, I could do it, and like, I'll just tell my parents that I'm fucking running myself, and I'm mm-hmm. an adult. Uh, all mm-hmm. of the things that white kids tell their parents when they're sixteen, and mm-hmm. I'm like, no, I would never, because it's like the generational guilt stems from. It's like, they raised you like this, and so you are a the reflection of them, mm-hmm. right? And so if they raised you with X, Y, and Z values, and then you decide to derail Y or Z, they're like, how does this... This isn't the person that I raised, I taught you this. Like, they mm-hmm. don't see you as your own person. They see you as an extension of them. So it's never right. going to be like, oh, well, she's... Well, it's a very white... Like, the whole individualist thing is a very white thing, right? Yeah. I was about to say, like, it's the whole, like, collectivist society, which, like, you and I were raised in. And so, like, anything other than, like, what is good for our family is seen as immoral. Yeah. And, like, that's where my generation... Or, like, betrayal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a better word. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's where that stems from. And it's, like, this constant, like... I mean, I 
I feel it just about almost every day. You know, it's just like a thing that you live with at this point where like I felt guilty for, I mean, like you at least like went to college, but like that was expected of you, Mm -hmm. right? To like go to college and you know, whatever. But like for me to like leave home Mm -hmm. and go to college somewhere else was like already too much. And so then I have to live with this guilt of like, well, I decided to leave and then this broke my parents. And now my mom, whenever I go back home is like, every time I go back home to visit, which I visit every three weeks, they're like, move back, come back home. You can live here. We can give you X, Y, and Z. Your boyfriend can even come here if you get married. I moved to Austin and they didn't um, really try to work with me with that. You know, like Mm -hmm. they'd bring me back home, but they would never spend time with me in Austin. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, well, that's not my fault. But then I feel like it's my fault, right? Right. That's where the guilt comes in. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, well, shit, like this is what I'm doing to my parents because I want to live out my life as like a person in society, but Mm -hmm. I can't do that, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's all like interwoven and like going back and like looking at like why I am the way I am it all ties to the way I was raised in like an immigrant household and just like I mean it's always because of the parents right but it's like like yeah (laughs) but it's like a very like the way I think and even like certain things I do Mm -hmm. um are just like because we were raised that way, we're going to raise you this way. And you would think because my parents come from two different cultures that mm-hmm. it's different, uh, very somehow. different. Yeah. People are like, oh, Romania and Saudi Arabia, that's very different. But they're not really at all. They're actually re- like geographically, they're very close together. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're both like collectivist societies. And yeah, their religions are different, but their values on are the same, which is why that works. Right. Um I everything I do is to appease my parents Mm -hmm. for example and I'm trying to unlearn that but I'm also trying to balance it because it's not like I'm trying to strike out on my own and be like I'm an individual and I am like you know people like you're an adult you can do what you want and I'm like (laughs) good one (laughs) I am not my own person I am my parents person yeah um Yeah, and, like, even my college graduation, I didn't care what happened because I knew it wasn't for me. It was for my parents um, because they're like, this is what we were trying to do. Look at our daughter. We did this. And that's, like, all great. And I am totally, like, I understand that nothing I really do is for me. It's for them and like maybe to a lot of people and like even saying it, I'm like, do I not respect myself? But I do. But I just know that there's more to this than just me. Like I have other people I need to think about. Yeah. And so moving in with my boyfriend is like to him, it's not a big deal at all. And but he's like totally been sympathetic and like yeah. I understand like we'll take this slow if you want to or like we don't have to tell your parents no. we don't even have to move in together but I'm like no this is like I do want this I want to we're together all the time so we might as well move in together and it's great and we found a great place at a great deal and it's mm-hmm. just like all lining up mm-hmm. and but I feel so guilty because they have been trying to get me to come back home and mm-hmm. they've been trying to like, get me to live with them and they 
like you could just live with us like as you said yeah. like just all the same things yeah and there i know when they find out they're gonna be like she moved to austin and then found a boy and now they live together and yeah. are doing immoral things <laughs> and now she's never gonna get married and she's not gonna have babies and yeah. she probably does drugs and like that no i'm serious that's no, their, their that's what they think and oh my gosh i have we are learning to have empathy for our parents and like see our parents as people as we are learning to see ourselves as people and like have empathy for ourselves at the same time and like it's a lot to be like well my mom is this way or acts this way because of x y and z Mm -hmm. or like your mom how you said like Mm -hmm. well my mom doesn't talk because she was raised in this way Mm -hmm. so then you have to fight your own feelings about like wanting to confront her about things and why aren't you talking and whatever but then you also have to understand well like this is this is why she is the way that she is Mm -hmm. and you spent the time figuring yourself out and then also figuring out your parent and then all of that is like exhausting i don't know you my mom is like you've always been independent you've always been outspoken you've always been like Mm -hmm. very opinionated since you were born and i'm like yeah (laughs) yes i am and my my dad even told me one time that we were like fighting and Mm -hmm. he was like you know like we got along great and this is in all seriousness we got along great when you were two because you liked everything that i said and i'm like yes because i was two and i didn't (laughs) understand anything about the world i was like fresh i just got here and now I'm like, oh, I don't really like everything that you say because I'm an adult and I form opinions. And I know that's, like, how my parents would love me to behave if I would just, like, do everything that they said all the time. But I also feel like with all of this, like, they don't understand why I live on my own in Austin. They don't understand why I think certain things or why I believe certain things. Yeah. And a lot of it is just, like, my personality. And, like, but I was also... At the same time, like, my parents did make a big move. They, like, they both individually moved from their countries where it wasn't safe and moved here. And although that has shaped a lot of, like, how I feel like I am, like, afraid of my parents. Yeah. Almost. Um, but it's, like, I, it's almost inspiration for me. Right. Not from them. Yeah. I don't mean from them, but, like, just to, like, have courage and have, like, be outspoken and call things out when they're just shit yeah and i think maybe they didn't they don't realize that that was inspiration for me and i appreciate all the sacrifices that they made and like i think about all those sacrifices when i feel guilty yeah um but at the same time like they almost raised me to be like this you know yeah like they have always told me to stand up for myself and they always told me to follow my gut and all this stuff and like my gut has told me that I am independent and I do want to live on my own and I'm not going to always do things that my parents like and if they wanted to raise me with certain values they certainly did but it just maybe like backfired on them (laughs) and I think they appreciate the person that I am even if they're not happy with me all the time yeah that makes sense and now I'm trying to like they never well I don't want to say they never asked me to like care what they think so much although they start like they didn't like outright Mm -hmm. be like you're gonna do this because I like it although they did do that a lot (laughs) um 
I guess, like, maybe I have internalized that, and now I'm trying to be, like, again, again, not the, like, I'm my own person, and I'm going to do whatever I want, and because it makes me happy, <laughs> and, but now I'm, like, okay, like, does it, does this make me happy? Check. Does mm-hmm. this hurt anyone? Like, let's see, and how will this hurt people? And, yeah. like, if it's not going to hurt anyone, then, like see what the problem is yeah and people will like my parents will disagree with me my family might disagree with me but like i'm not doing anything bad yet (laughs) yeah i don't know that's just the way i see it my philosophy for anything is like am i hurting anyone if not then like i think i'm okay yeah and then but also have conversations and i'm trying to have more conversations with my parents about things and it's like working because I always expected them to come to me about things and now I'm realizing that my parents are both very secretive people and so I have to be like hey can we talk about this instead of like being like why haven't we talked about this why are you keeping things from me when like I actually never asked yeah you know yeah like or I mean sometimes I do and they're like we're not talking about this today because I don't want to be upset and I'm like (laughs) okay (laughs) yeah but I, I don't know, um, I think it's hard, I guess for them, I don't know about, I don't know about your parents, but, uh, with mine, it's like, they still treat me like a child, Mm -hmm. and so the conversations that I have with them are, or I guess the confrontations that I have with them, or whatever, are more like me as a child and not me as like an individual Mm -hmm. adult person. So it's hard to, for them to like differentiate that, right? And like Mm -hmm. give you your space. Mm -hmm. And then for me, it's hard to stand up for myself because I'm like, I am your child and I still feel like a child for a lot of things because Mm -hmm. I depend on them for some things still. And um, so part of me is like, well, I can't fully say X, Y, or Z Mm -hmm. because I feel like, I'm not fully an adult. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. It does. Um, so I'm like, yeah, I'm still your child. Like, I am... But I can't listen to you all the time. And, like, they don't see it that way. And that wraps it up. Thanks for sticking with us. This has been Episode 3, First Generation Guilt. We want to thank Yasmin once again for being open and willing to have a conversation about how our parents can be a little intense. This topic will definitely have more episodes to come. You can follow Yasmin on Twitter and Instagram at yasqueen, or find her work at passfailpassfail.com, and of course, pantsoptional.co. And why don't you share this episode with a friend, or let us know if you have anything you want to talk about. Send suggestions, emotional support, and gift cards to hello at pansoptional.co. And as always, thanks for listening.